Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. Today we are talking about Brink, and first things first, let me introduce myself. I am someone who does not like to skate, but I do love to talk, so the inverse of what Brink is saying to everyone, it is myself, the Brazilian Dragon, Felipe, and I'm not alone. Ralph, aka Brink's dad, told him that he is divined by the company that he keeps, and I am too. I'm joined by some great company, and that is Robbie Freeman, host of Kickball Friends, and all-around icon. Robbie, how are you doing today? I'm doing, now that you called me an all-around icon, I'm doing great. And honestly, um, any day is a great day as long as I'm not you. So that's all that matters, Felipe. Yeah. Oh, so many digs and disses in this movie. Like, <laughs> this felt like such a time capsule. And I'm so excited to break it down with you. So, Felipe, I like, I, uh, I, I've listened to the podcast a bit. I, 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 I can sense enthusiasm. Uh, Brink does not, uh, and we talked a little before. Brink is not your movie. Brink is like, I, I was like, I love Brink. I want to talk about Brink, and you're like, I, I, uh, sure, like, okay. Well, no. So I had seen maybe like just like clips, and all of the clips I had seen whenever it was on the Disney Channel was like the ending of it, or as like right before whatever came on after the Disney Channel movies, or uh, like so it was all these like skating montages. So that's all I like knew about the movie besides like the main actor. So you didn't um, know about soul skating yet? I did not. But then watching this movie, I I really enjoyed it. And I, like, get the hype. I totally understand. Especially, like, I think Brink was a little before my time in terms of, like, the Disney Channel. Because I got into the Disney Channel around, the, like, the high school musical Camp Rock era uh, a little later. Um, See, that's so, like, interesting. That's exactly ahead. when I got out of it. That's yeah. like, that's like, like, we did not, we do not overlap in our Disney Channel original, original movies. Like, I was looking at lists of, like, what when did I kind of stop watching um Disney Channel original movies? And it's right around um it's right around 2003. I think even Steven's movie was like the last one that I watched. But like yeah. the Cheetah Girls, I knew was like a big deal. But like I didn't watch the Cheetah Girls. I was I was in high school, so I didn't watch the Cheetah Girls. But yeah, like, it's like whatever. <laughs> so I yeah, so I got in like later into the game, but then they would air these old ones. So I had seen like luck of the irish uh yeah. or the cheetah girls like some older stuff but then brink was just one that they never chose to air at least in my uh yeah. tv or maybe i missed it whenever they aired it yeah, it was it um, was a really early one it was like a 1999 yeah. it's like a 1999 movie i was talking about this with my girlfriend i was like oh it was on in 2002 and she's like it was not that late and i was yeah. like i looked it up it was like 1998 or 1999 i was like oh wow i was actually the right age to watch this movie and that's probably why i loved it so much Exactly. Yeah. No, but for me, the skating content that I grew up on was Rocket Power. And I joked to my friend who uh, I was texting about this movie with and was like, this is live action Rocket Power. 
Um, yeah, it's great. Like, yeah. it's literally the same four people. Um, yeah. You have, like, the badass girl. You have the leader. You have, like, the wacky the wacky best friend. And then you have, like, the dopey best friend. Like, yeah. it's, like, literally the same foursome. <laughs> okay, but who's the wacky and who's the dopey between Jordy and Peter? Um, you know what? They're kind of both wacky. I think the wacky one uh, is um, the guy who can't do the flat 5-7. Uh, uh, okay. Five, seven. He's, he's, the wacky he's the Sam. He's the Sam. Yeah, that's, I was like, who's the Sam? And then he's uh, a squid. And Jordy's the Sam. Yeah, and then okay. yeah, I'm or, wait, blanking no. on the uh, <laughs> the Twister? Rocket Power characters. Is his name Twister? Twister, Twister. Yes, that is. He's always that's got the Jordy. little jab. Yeah. He's got the little joke, and then obviously Reggie Rocket, an icon over time. Yeah, um, as is Gabriella. <laughs> exactly, a hundred percent. No, Gabriella was definitely a standout for me. Uh, 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 I'm from Peru, estupido. Like I had seen that gif many times. Uh, she had a couple gifts that I had recognized the moment. What a uh, progressive character for 1998, right? 99. Like I'm, she's like, like he's saying, like guys catch up, and she's like, like guys. And I was like, oh, that that's something that like I feel like it's caught on recently, but like not something I was thinking about in 1998. <laughs> for sure, and even Peter was like, uh, she's a girl, and like tra- correcting, like using yeah, correcting language. language. <laughs> uh, yeah, ahead of their time. You love to it's see like, it. You you it, love to see it. <laughs> we really do. Uh, yeah, and just like on the topic of like the time and like holding up like i kind of was into val as like a dorky not dorky uh like uh antagonist like kind of he's like dopey at times like super super uh um like he's comedic i don't know yeah, what he's over the top be. comedic like, yeah he's he is like i, I like uh, we're probably stepping on stuff but who cares he's spike from little giants like he is yeah. an over-the-top villain that is what he yeah. is cast on like he, like literally the later in his career he is cast in like uh I, I remember seeing him in like a reality tv show like uh geek like the like one of like i want to date a geek and he's brought in as like the jock who's gonna be like yeah. whatever and i'm like no. oh that's the little giants kid it's just he like, has a lot of charm too and then i feel like there's like definitely a heel turn like when he like the downhill scene is like oh there's like He's kind of likable to extent, and then afterwards, like he's like not likable at all. Like he takes movie. it too far at that point. Yeah. Um, I want to see what this reality show is that he was on. Like this cast had a couple of reality show ventures. I know we got a question about what is uh, Eric Von Detten's uh, most famous role, and it was uh, this celebrity mole Hawaii, or as you tweeted, uh, Sid from Toy Story. Uh, and yeah. that was mind blowing to me that he was the voice of Sid. Yeah, I mean, and it's that like they came, <laughs> like like yeah. it's like it's like very famous lines from like like you can yeah. you can think about those lines. Um, but yeah, I had not watched Celebrity Mole Hawaii in a long time. Um, I will say I was I was a Corbin Benson stan, like hardcore stan for Corbin Benson. Uh, so anyone besides him, I was not rooting yeah. for, and even Eric Von Deaton, uh, my brink my brinkster, I was not rooting for. So I guess that slipped my my mind. Yeah, that was uh, Brett Hawkins, who's a big Celebrity Mole Hawaii fan. Um asked that uh yeah no this was a, a fun cast and I, I didn't look at everyone but i looked at like uh eric von Denton and uh christina vidal and then uh i forget the actor's name my friend said he looks like uh the love child of miranda cosgrove and evan peters val the guy who plays val yeah um, uh, uh sam Horring horrigan i'm, I'm looking horrigan. at his name right now yeah Oh yeah, I've definitely seen him. Uh, he's in a lot of random stuff. Like he pops yeah. up in like an episode of Veronica Mars. He's just like random bad guy. I feel like he like you can't beat him as a bad guy. Yeah, uh, One Tree Hill, Eight Simple Rules, a couple yeah. other things. A, yeah. a working oh, he, actor. 
He is spiking little giants. Yeah, I know. I, I wasn't making that up. He's spiking little <laughs> no, giants. No, I thought you said he is like he is like Spike and Little Giants. Oh no, he he's literally Spike in Little Giants. <laughs> yeah, um, but so other than like, did you just watch it one day on the Disney Channel and then you fell in love with it, or was it like the it was an event at Robbie's house? Like you saw this I, trailer and you're like, I need to be there for this. I will say that this is a movie that, um, like. I was not a skater by any means. Like, I was not someone who was, like, going to half pipes. But, like, as a kid who grew up in the 90s, like, I was rollerblading a lot. Like, I like I had rollerbladed. I, I rollerbladed. So then, like, rollerblading was, like, the extreme. It was, like, oh, this, like, extreme sports. So this, like, I'm going to watch kids rollerblading in, like, extreme ways. This is going to be awesome. And I was right in the sweet spot in 1990. I guess I was, like, 11. So I was, like, this movie comes out. And I, these movies were appointment television for me when they started. Um, and so I was into Brink. I was into Xenon. I was into Johnny Tsunami. Like, all of those, like, early, like, first third. What? What'd you say? Motocross. Motocross. Yeah. Miracle yeah. and Ling 2. I watched them all. Like, uh, like I was into all of these movies. Uh, Genius starring a young Emmy Rossum. Like, the, the casting on some of these things are just, like, amazing. Because I remember when Emmy Rossum got famous, I was like, oh, she was in that, like, hockey figure skating movie that I liked when I was on Disney Channel. So I yeah. was, these became, like, appointment television. And what would happen was I would watch so much Disney Channel that you would, like, you would get like a month's worth of behind the scenes looks at all these movies. I don't know if they did that for Brink, but like that, I remember like you'd get like, this is what's coming up in Miracle in Lane 2, or here's the true story of Double Teamed. And yeah. like, and like you would just get that kind of stuff. And Brink was just one of these movies that really stuck with me. And I remember when Disney Plus just released like about a year ago, and I heard that Disney Channel original movies were on, the first thing I did was I watched Brink. Then I watched Xenon and then I watched Donnie Tsunami. And then I was like, okay, I'm good on like nostalgia, um, like for, for a moment, but those were like my big three. So when I, when I saw that you were podcasting about Disney channel original movies, I was like, I want to talk about Brink. It's one of these things I quote in my daily life. And people are like, you're absolutely insane. Like they're like, what's what that from? Quotes? Like, what I'm like, from Brink. I drop, I drop, um, now lower yourself whenever I'm skiing. I'll just yeah. be on a mountain. And I'll just be like, now lower yourself. And I'll just say that to myself. Um, and I actively do quote um, the, the uh, like, you know, you know the difference between me and you. Like, um, like uh, I got to get the quote right if I'm going to say, like, uh, it's, it's, it is my favorite. It's like, uh, great podcasting here. Me scrolling no, through quotes. Um, it's the one at the beginning of the race and he goes, you know what? Today's going to be a good day because I'm not you. Like yeah. I, I like to, I, I've said that to people like jokingly, but like I'll say that to people and they're like, is that from something? And I'll be like, yeah, it's from Brink. And they'll just be like, you're absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. Also skate better is something really fun to say to someone. Yeah. Skate better. <laughs> there were a lot of quotes in this movie that I feel like um, that, what, what, even like some of the nineties, language that they were trying to use like well when after the heart to heart that he has with his dad uh, and the dad does like the the gang sign uh the hang yeah. sign and he says something and i don't even write it down but i was like what is this even saying oh i also i think of that also like i'm ralph brinker i'm a construction foreman <laughs> like it's I, I, identity like it's like my whole idea and then you know what? I woke up and I wasn't a construction foreman anymore. Like, like these, like, and like it, it was just like it was again. It was like something that was on TV all the time. I watched this movie countless times, and I just would quote it. But like I said, now lower yourself every time I go skiing, and I crouch into a tuck position. I say that to myself. 
So I want to ask, like, if you know any behind the scenes, like, were they looking for specific skaters that also acted? Or were they like, if you're an actor, and then you're going to like skate and practice uh, if you want the role? Or like, was it kind of a mix? Like, because how much stunt skating was in this movie? I don't know. Um, I I will say that I was watching it with an eye this on this rewatch to see like when is it them and when is it not. It seems like uh, Val uh, is probably doing the most stunts, but like you yeah. can clearly see the stunt people in a lot of these skate scenes, which yeah. is totally fine. Like, um, it just like I, I think that this is just like they're casting like. Eric Von Deaton, who's, like, a good-looking, like, surfer bro guy. His best friend is definitely a guy I've seen in a lot of movies. Um, Val is a great example of, like, a standard bad guy who, like, clearly can't skate. Um, one of the guys, like, I mean, uh, we could talk about this later, but they class, they like, the Black Power Rangers in this movie, which is just, like, an all-time iconic thing that, like, he was playing a teenager, like, 10 years after like five years after he was probably too old to be playing a teenager and it's just great i just love every second of it yeah i just looked and this movie apparently is an adaptation of the 1865 novel hans brinker or the silver skates by mary mapes doge that that's wild to me uh that they like the like it's a modern adaptation but that's crazy um i actually I, i have a random question did you ever see the movie airborne i will need to google the poster i'm I'm guessing you didn't because it is one of these movies that like i probably saw on the tail end of like it would randomly be on like hbo or something the the most famous people in it are seth green and jack black and they are very minor characters in this movie yeah this but it does is, not look like a familiar movie to me it is also a rollerblading movie um so like that's why like i bring it up um it's actually i would say a cross between brink and johnny tsunami but like an adult real movie and it also ends with like a downhill uh, skating race, which just like sticks out in my mind as like when I think about the like rollerblading, I think about Brink and I think about Airborne, and they're just insane, insane movies. It's just great to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I just looked him up. Uh, the guy who played uh, Peter and he, Patrick Levis, was also in So Weird, the Disney Channel show. Yeah. Like, um, like they, these guys were all like Disney. There was like a lot of peppering of like people who are in every Disney channel thing, like the, the young daughter, like the, the, the younger oh, sister, she's in Smart House. She's um, in Smart House. Exactly. Like, like why isn't right? Why doesn't Ryan Merriman pop up somewhere in this movie? I don't know, but like, yeah. like easily could have happened. My friend was telling me that apparently like this girl beat up Brie Larson for all the, like these like roles growing up. I and... saw that on Wikipedia. I was like, I was like, Oh, we almost had Brie Larson and Brink. That would have been incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But now she's Captain Marvel, so yeah, uh, I believe that is a low tier Marvel movie according to your rankings, right? Uh, probably the lowest tier Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> probably in the that. bottom bottom five or ten in my mind. I don't remember if you said that on Kickball Friends or on Clubhouse when we were doing those or whatever. I just remember you like like you had a it's, group that I was like, okay, yeah, it's uh, not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're down there with Thor: The Dark World and uh, yes, the Hulk yes, for it's, you. it's in that it's in that range. Yeah, and it's not Brie Larson's fault. She's delightful. Yeah, I think I think I feel like she's going to be like Doctor Strange where her her like appearances and other things are probably going to be better than like her first movie whereas like I didn't like the Doctor Strange movie either so yeah Doctor Strange so um uh like Ryan Elder once like I was once I was once talking to him and he's like Doctor Doctor Strange is a top tier Marvel movie and I was like you're crazy 
And if he's talking because, about soundtrack wise, then yes, but no, no, he was talking about the actual movie. And I went back and I was like, I don't believe you. That's crazy. And I went back and I rewatched it, and I was like, that move, this movie is better than I remembered. I was, I didn't have it as high as he did, but I was like, I get the argument. Like, and it, it, like, I think, I think we were a little burned out of origins or origin stories and like the terrible casting in that movie. But yeah. under, like, it is visually an engaging movie. It's pretty funny, but. Um, yeah, Doctor Strange, I would say, is higher, is probably better movie than people remember. So, okay. I'm willing to, I'm willing maybe, to support maybe Ryan I'll take on that one. Uh, I think the soundtrack and the, the visual effects are, like, some of the best Marvel stuff. Yeah, they're really cool. Uh, the Mirror like, World or whatever. Yeah. Doctor Strange, I was, like, interested for the first half, and then I think I kind of fell off the second half. I was kind of like, okay, just going through the motions of watching a movie. But, yeah. it also was very heady for me, like, and... Yeah. Dorm- like, like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain, didn't... Oh, the, the iconic, time though. Yeah. Uh, amazing line, yeah. Yeah. It was very, like, I had to think a lot about, like, the, the dimensions and, like, what it... Like, all this different... Should like, we stop down, go watch Doctor Strange, come back and turn this into a Doctor, Doctor Strange podcast? I mean, I think the listeners would be upset, but you're down. <laughs> I'm down for the... Sh- I'm down for the bit, if you are. <laughs> I think I'd rather talk Brink. I don't okay. think there's many, there's much Brink coverage out there, to be perfect. Yeah, honest. like I feel like you could probably go find Doctor Strange coverage elsewhere. Uh, yes. Whereas Brink. But we can start getting into the plot of this movie. So yeah, sure. uh, Brink is running late. They miss the bus. And they're like, uh, they're complaining. And he says, uh, are, are you here to talk or are you here to skate? Um, and they go skate down to the beach. And I recognize a lot of these locations as a Los Angeles uh, transplant. Uh, who, is it actually possible to skate the distances that they're skating here? It seems a little that I can't answer. I don't think <laughs> I am not under the impression that that is possible, but I do think that like uh, some of the locations are close by. Like this definitely took most place in Venice Beach, I think. Um, and this 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 uh, this also is is probably a product of growing up in the suburbs and having um, probably a little bit of an overprotective mother. But uh, my mom would have driven me to to the skate park. Um, she would have dropped me off. And his dad, as we've talked about, is unemployed. Um, why is his dad not driving him down to the skate park? And why is he taking public transportation? Who's taking the public bus down to the skate park? It's a little weird. Yeah, his dad could have driven him. But also, uh, his dad really is anti-skating at the start of this movie. He's, like, annoyed that he's so happy. And I'm, as a parent, I was like, are you sure? Like, I feel like that's all you want your child to be is happy and safe. <laughs> As long not as this not, guy. Yeah, no. He's like <laughs> not he's Ralph. Happy. Not Ralph. Ralph. Uh, but the squad they skate over, and Inline Magazine is there, and so we get introducing we get introduced to all the main characters like Peter, Gabriella, Jordy, Brink, and Val are all like kind of introduced in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like trying to perform and show off so they can get um their magazine like at least photos in the magazine. Uh, and, gotta land also, that flat five forty. Exactly, and they want to show what soul skating is all about. Um, but he's actually there for the X Blade, so he's like, "Okay, uh, Felipe, that- how would you how would you describe soul skating if you had a, if someone's like, what's soul skating? What would you how would you tell them what it is? Uh, according to the movie, I feel like it's skating for fun and not for not for anyone else. But uh, when I first heard, it, I was like, "Oh, they're just skating from the soul. They're like one with the skates." <laughs> <laughs> i think it, i think there probably is a little bit of that and a little bit of uh of that i mean we're soul podcasting right now exactly. um we're so we're doing it for the joy not for that big that big patreon money or that big uh sleepies or or uh what's the mattresses that they always try to sell you Brooklyn. 
yeah. Brooklyn, and yeah, we're we're doing it for for the soul of podcasting. That's why we're. Yeah, we don't need no sponsorships. We don't need your me undies or your manscaped or uh, your your uh, co- in at home COVID tests. Yeah, Actually, and we get we get introduced to like the core the core four that we're, we're going to talk about, and like yeah. we get Brink, who is our who is our like like super positive like skater bro, dreamboat looking like standard cis white guy that's just crushing it in the nineties. Um, we get Peter, his best friend, who's like the nerdy the nerdy skater. We get Gabriella, the Peruvian. Um, the Peruvian badass for lack of a better word. Is that the way to describe her? I mean, I was here for Gabriela as soon as she stepped on the scene. I was like, Oh, you're a Latina queen who skates <laughs> and like you're, you're dismantling gender stereotypes. Uh, you love wearing to see overalls. <laughs> like, uh, and, and then I, we get our our fourth guy, whose name I never could remember. Could not Jordy. remember the fourth guy. Uh, Jordy. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Jordy. You're forgetting. Jordy spelled with a J, which Jordy Canal does not appreciate uh, as a <laughs> fan of this movie. But uh, yeah, so they get introduced to all of them, and then Val, who's kind of like the the rival skater, and they we get set up this beef that kind of takes us through the first little bit of the movie, where they are playing pranks sort of on each other. Uh, Val, yep. they. They have history at the inline games, um, and they're, they, they go to rivals. high school together. They're yes. skating rivals. So the first transgression is uh, Val knocks uh, Brink over uh, to get a photo, and then uh, Brink goes up to some skaters, um, to some skateboarders, and is like, "Yeah, that guy over there says skateboarders are like whack or whatever. Uh, they they don't know what to do. Or they're pansies, I believe he says. Yeah." And is it true that you guys are pansies? <laughs> and then he's like, that's what this guy was saying over here. And they go beat him up. Um, would that, goes, would that work? Like if you went up to someone and you insulted them and you were like, I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying that this guy insulted you. I feel like you would get beat up also. I feel, yeah, exactly. And I also feel like people would go check the source these days. I don't know. It feels like maybe <laughs> we're just like reality TV fans where I would just like be like, let me go straight to the source. And like, uh, I mean, obviously Val's going to deny it. Like, I, yeah. I, I I agree with that. But, like, if you were to come up to me and you'd be like, uh, Jay called you a wimp, I'd be like, why'd you call me a wimp, Felipe? Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to go to Jay and check what, their, what they said and say yeah, what their exactly. perspective is. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what was your favorite uh, diss that they had in this movie? Like, was it, was it Pansy? Like, this 90s, like words that they had did any stand out to you i know you like to quote this movie a lot um i like when val like fake cries like that is what yeah. popped into my own he's like he's like oh oh we just we just doing it for the love of skating <laughs> like yeah. i just i it's just it's so over the he's top such a ham. It's, yeah. it's such a ham it's so villainous um i do also really like it at the end of the movie when um when uh I, and this is something I do quote. It's like, is it true you poured a strawberry sh- shake on on Val? And she goes, chocolate. he goes, chocolate. <laughs> and like, in like a server, he's like, chocolate. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so and funny. Then he says, uh, and they were like, how was it? And he's like, it was cool and wheat. Like, he doesn't say sweet. He says wheat. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The slang in this movie is all over the place because yeah. it's like sort of 90s but all also like made up like it's not like no one talked like that like it's very confusing but it's it's great it's fabulous yeah well speaking of slang uh brink runs home and he says what up fam and i'm like that stayed around 
yeah. I feel like Hannah's... also like very clear to what that means. Like his dad yeah. is like, "What is he saying?" Um, he's saying, "He's saying what up, fam?" Like it's yeah, like, fam his is dad... short for family. His dad had another line later that was like, "This man doesn't even know English." Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, they we get introduced to his family. Uh, his dad is kind of a stick in the mud, and then we see the little girl from Smart House who like wants to be homeschooled, and she's like, and the mom is like, "We don't have that kind of money." And she's like, I wish we were Mormon too. Like, because uh, I think her friend became homeschooled because they're Mormon. And she's like, hey, I want to be Mormon. And I wrote that, that line. There is a weird, there's a weird like winking nod between the mom and dad um, yeah. with Mormonism where like, there's like, like there's an adult joke there. Like yeah, they're exchanging sure. an adult joke in their head. And like, we're just like, okay, we're going to move past this. Yeah, I recently watched, Quince for the podcast also and like the adult jokes about like there was like how babies are made there was like a couple other like stuff there that yeah. went over my head as a kid but definitely yeah. like watching these movies like oh there's like a lot more innuendo in these movies than I remember you know what in any of these movies like they can't help but do it because adults are writing these things so like yeah even if it's like even like the even Disney Channel movies were a little bit more straightforward than like an episode of The Simpsons or even like a random cartoon, but like they it's they slip in because like adults are writing these things and like and they also can't like, help but uh, sometimes they'll like adver- like realize that adults are also watching these movies with their children or they yeah, of course in the they want to keep them entertained also yeah so if they're like in the background they can like oh there's there's a line that I appreciate it um, that's why get- they have so much sweet action with the skating. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this also had uh, extremely goofy movie vibes. As another thing that I was like, <laughs> when I was watching, I was like, Rocket Power and extremely goofy movie, uh, and Brink, the the uh, golden trio of um, skating movies. It was the '90s. Skating was big. Like, like everyone yeah. was rollerblading. Like, like lots of rollerblading parties. Like you would, you would, like you would rollerblade with your friends. Mighty Ducks was big, so you'd play roller hockey with your friends. Like it was a lot of there was a lot of roller. There was there was exponentially more rollerblading that ha- was happening in the nineties than is currently happening now. Now it's like you see someone rollerblading, and you're like, wow, that's a choice. Good for you. Yeah, like, they're, but, they're doing it for TikTok. Yeah, the exactly. The rollerblade these days, um, or they're like way too good. At, they're like way too good at it. I watch those people on TikTok, and I'm just like the the speed at which they get through those cones. It's just yeah, just impressive and incredible. It, it's always something that I wish I was better at. Like I, I go, went to a few roller rinks. I like ice skating rinks as well, but it's not something I, we didn't have roller blades. Uh, I had a skateboard and that's the extent of it. And I didn't even like use it that much, but. Uh, I was say, were you good? I used to use my skateboard as like a luge. That's how I used my skateboard. <laughs> I love it. I would, no. I would lay down I'll, on my belly. I would skeleton on my skateboard also. That's what I, I would. Like. My parents would yell at me a lot because I like to skateboard in the kitchen back and forth. Like just like a very <laughs> small, Thing and just like go back and forth and they were annoyed that i was like ruining the kitchen floor they're like go um, outside this is an outside toy <laughs> and i was like no skateboarding indoors <laughs> on the flat surface is much more safe <laughs> felipe i'm imagining you uh like rocking the skateboard look but not skateboarding is that is there any is there any like with um, the elbow pads and everything like no no not even elbow just like the big shoes like uh was I, I feel you know what you're you're so much younger than me I always forget like that was probably not even like that was just like a style that some kids rocked in like middle yeah. school and like even if they were bad at skateboarding they'd have these like skateboarder shoes and like jeans that or the jean shorts that like looked like that were like baggy as hell I don't know I could just picture you in that outfit and I, I think it would look good on you I think I aspired on. to be that but I was like too nerdy in high school, in middle school to like rock that uh, in elementary yeah. no, school no I, I, I yeah. 
I get that. that I mean, when I was in, uh, go ahead. Yeah. When I was in uh, sixth grade, I'm sorry if I'm talking over you. No, that's, you're that's good. The way I am. I'm it's podcasting. There's yeah. Like, there's do you no know? Rules. You know the, the only place where this is actually in pop culture that you might know is a uh, you know can't hardly wait. The Seth Green wears those goggles. Yeah. That was an actual thing that happened in my middle school where like people were wearing those in sixth grade, like unironically, unironically, like during the day they were wearing goggles um, like that. Like that's what was like, that is like the only place in pop culture where like that actually has persisted. But I like, I can see your face right now and you're like, are you serious? Like that was a real thing. And I'm yeah. telling you, yes, that was a real thing. So and there, there was wacky styles that were going on in, in the nineties that were yeah. just, who knows? I, don't, I don't know if uh, these count as like, uh, skating apparel, but I did have those pants with those zippers that you would like undo the legs and then be- oh, yeah. they became shorts. Were those skater apparel? That's like I don't know that I had those also. And you yeah. you could like were they cargo pants and you could put them into the you could put the leg into the cargo pocket. That's the yeah. ones I had. Yeah. I remember having a bright yellow pair. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun to take them off, but then putting them back on was always a pain. Yeah, it was, it was not like, worth it. It was like yeah. it was like breakaway pants, like that you would yeah. wear to basketball, and you'd be like, "Oh, I broke them away, and now they're useless, and also they're freezing cold, so I don't want these at all." Breakaway pants is something that I have only encountered via pop culture. I have never seen one in my real life, but I know they exist. They're terrible, terrible pieces of clothing. So yeah. I would wear them to like basketball practice, like when I was in like a, like I was in like a rec league, and I had breakaway pants. And it would be like 30 degrees out and I'd be wearing breakaway pants and the butt, they were had metal buttons on them. So they, the metal buttons would be ice cold and they'd be all over your leg and they had giant holes in them. So like they didn't even serve the purpose of pants. You then would get to, you'd get wherever you were going, you would break them away and you'd have like these two huge pieces of fabric that you could then not do anything with. So when you were leaving wherever you were, you just kind of like carried them because you, it was like the amount of time it would take to button up like, 40 buttons was not worth the value they were providing so breakaway plants uh, like an invention that just like for 99 percent of the population has no actual use and they're just agreed. terrible agreed <laughs> it like they look fun to just rip them but they like seems like such a hassle otherwise yeah, they look like there's something for a tiktok video that is yeah. it's like it was something for a tiktok video before there were tiktok videos it's very like momentary pleasure versus like long-term yeah. investment to like make the pleasure happen um they were also yeah. very heavy because of the metal buttons. Like there was nothing good about breakaway pants. Like zero good things about breakaway pants. Yeah, I I <laughs> would like to try it once before I die. But yeah, I, you know what? Yeah. That and like a Hulk Hogan shirt that you can like rip off. I think that'd yeah. be a great look for you. I want to see that. Maybe at a maybe at a live event. Like is that Felipe's music? And he just comes in, he yeah. rips off his break, you break, rip off your breakaway pants, rip off a tank top, and you're like, yes. Yeah, no, so I went to visit my friend Jacob, Jacob Redman, for all those people uh, yeah. that know him. Uh, he, uh, Naomi Calhoun was on Zoom, and she was, like, doing Taskmaster tasks for us. And then one of them was, like, make a dramatic entrance, and he, like, tore off, like, a decent t-shirt. I was like, why would you do that to a nice t-shirt? Go get, like, some raggedy one. And I was like, I was so offended for the shirt. I was like, why would you waste it? Uh, but, yeah, no, I would definitely try it. I do want to do the t-shirt rip one time, but not, like, not with this shirt, not with any of the shirts I like. Yeah, you want to like you. It's like, oh, I just got a uh, a uh, an undershirt. I have a five year old undershirt that I'm yeah. gonna rip in half. Um, yeah, it's got exactly. yellow stains on the pits, so it's I'm really done with it. I probably should have thrown it out a year ago anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, I I appreciate Jacob uh, if you're listening. I appreciate the commitment to the bit. So any commitment to the bit is is fine by me, and I respect you ripping a shirt that's not a garbage t shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Let's see if he listens to the podcast. If you if you do listen to the podcast, let Robbie know that uh, 
that you heard him shout you out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I so uh, Val. Oh wait, no. Wait, where I, the hell are we? <laughs> I have no idea where we are. Oh, we're doing. Oh. Did we get to the prank fight yet? Oh yeah. So it's first day of school. There we go. Uh, and uh, Gabriella isn't there yet. The other guys are there, and they were like, "Oh, did you hear about Gabriella?" And then she walks out wearing a dress, and she's like, "I, I don't believe my eyes." And she's like, "Shut up." My mom says that. <laughs> On the first day of school, all Peruvian girls wear dresses, and I told her we're not in Peru. And my mom was like, "I don't care. To me, we are in Peru. We're always in Peru." And I was like, "I felt the impression is very funny." Emmy, it's a girl in in Peru as a dress on the first day of school. And I'm yeah. just like, "Oh, that's priceless." I I I not I can't relate to this specific thing, but I do remember like uh, when my grandmother was here uh, in the U.S. visiting, and then we I was going to like uh, my friend's birthday party, and we were like eight, so I was wearing like shorts and a t-shirt or whatever mm-hmm. and she was like you're not gonna dress up and i was like why and she's like you dress up for birthday parties it's like we're going to like a trampoline park or laser tag or something <laughs> like like the trick is to be as comfortable as possible yeah um <laughs> i don't think speaking of birthday parties i don't think i ever had a roller I went to a rollerblading birthday party which i feel like you I never had a roller ring be- Oh, you not me you personally, didn't and I don't think I went to any. I feel like it was a lot more laser tag and bowling alleys, and oh, I uh, think like right in the right in the mix there was um, I mean, on Long Island there was a place it was called United oh. Skates of America. Um, that I've was heard the of name it. of the yeah. That was, have you heard of it? <laughs> Maybe there's other ones. Like, is it a chain? <laughs> I don't know. I just always found that to be such an incredible pun. United States of America, just great pun. There was always I was I would say with birth with with um with movie theaters and with laser tag and with um, uh, the other one you mentioned, bowling, uh, bowling alleys. alleys, like just right in the same oeuvre of birthday party that like, that's where it was. So I think there wasn't a roller rink in like any of the surrounding towns. And that might be a reason why, like the f- closest one was like at least yeah. like 40 minutes away. Um, so, that's like, probably why. That, yeah. That's probably why. Um, but cause really we definitely out. went, would, we there had, was always like, a disco ball and like they would play great music. And the I've lights been to would roller out. rings. Uh, cause summer camp, we had some trips there, uh, like okay. for like a day trip there. But and they also had like a rock wall in one of them, like in the middle of the ring. So nice. you would like skate around and then like you could like take your skates off and try the rock wall. Uh, but there you go. I, I that's something that I want to try. Uh, let me text my friends and be like, when are we going rollerblading? That would actually be a really funny thing to do with friends. Like it'd let's be do, like, yeah. let's RHAP get drunk event. and go roller rollerblading, roller skating. That'd be great. The first RHAP event, we have to do that. The first. I'm in. Yeah, I think she's probably ra- a rollerblader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask them if they uh, remind me afterwards to be like, when are we going rollerblading? Um, yeah, got to be on the end. And Rob and Felipe will organize the rollerblading event at Ra- yeah, RapCon. Yeah, of course. And I, everyone will come and everyone And we have, have to put Brink on the TV. That's the, of course, that's the yeah, no, yeah. No doubt. Um, so we're at the prank war. We're at the prank yes. war. I, I, the prank wars are they threw shoes. They threw the shoes uh, yeah. on the wire, which is just cruel, honestly. And then Gabriella gave her shoes to Peter and was like, if you don't tie the laces, they'll probably fit you. Um, very thoughtful. She, very, she's very such thoughtful. a kind person. Um they then do a worm sandwich, which yeah, that felt that, a little weird to me, to be perfectly honest. Well, there's a movie that I've heard so many times, but I've actually never seen. It's called How to Eat Fried Worms or something. Like, have you? Heard I of have that heard of that as well. I don't. Think, that, I don't think I've seen it, or I don't. That's remember. always what I assumed was like this, a scene from it, like eating worms in your food. Like, just yeah, they like took the worms from science class, which doesn't the science teacher realize? 
like what they're doing or does he just like leave there's there's a lot like if i'm gonna get super nitpicky a couple questions i have are why why are they getting like a full uh like earthworm lesson on the first day of school like should they just be going through like hey here's what you're gonna be learning in biology here's the syllabus yeah. here's the syllabus um let's like let's do a name game so i can learn your guys names like it's always weird to me when they jump into a lesson straight out in the first day of school like those teachers don't exist even a-hole teachers don't do that yeah. um, and then secondly all four of the our of our soul skaters have every class together like every single class unrealistic together. unrealistic like maybe, maybe like, the electives you could have together maybe a couple of like majors like two of you will be together but like yeah. I, there were years where I wound up in a lot of classes with the same people. Like we had like three or four periods together just because our schedules like jive together. But like it was never my best friend that had that happen to. But there was times where I didn't have a class with my friend for like a year or two. Like where like I just saw them at the beginning and the end of the day and maybe during lunch. Like in, in, in TV and movies, everyone has every class together always. That always bothered me. There's no there's no uh, weird schedules that like everyone yeah. like. This is another thing that Ned's the classified also did a lot. Like they were always in the same class together. I was like, this this bothers me because this is not true. <laughs> just not true. Yeah. But like I get it. You're in school. They need to like put yeah. you together. But like for plot purposes, they look the other way. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, I've actually I was listening to some podcasts and they were talking about this. There's a trope on um, in, in Christmas things where uh, the bo- the gifts are wrapped, but only like you take off the top of the box. And, like, yeah. that's how you unwrap the gift, where no one ever wraps a present that way. Um, but, like, on TV, that's how they wrap presents, because it's, like, the cleanest, and it, like, looks the best. Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah. If it's you ever it, make it up in the TV industry, you could correct these things. You can have them yes, be in different classes. You can have them wrapping presents correctly. I will, like, kind of use stuff. all my power to be like, no, this needs to be correctly done. Like, realistic plot, please. Uh, for, uh, forget editing and budgets and just whatever. Like, we need the most intricate rapping. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that Val is like, don't be a narc earlier when they do the shoes. So then when they switch yeah. the sandwich and he like has a freak out and the principal walks by, they hold the signs, don't be a wuss. Um, yeah. Amazing, amazing timing and yeah. like planning on them. I, I forgot that that happened and I was like, well, well done. They, yeah. So Val's pissed and he's, he's ready to race at school. And I did notice, like, uh, today that Gabriella and the quiet guy had a little, like, moment when they were lining up. She was like, oh, yeah, that she, she she psychs him out. She uh, she uses her feminine wiles to uh, to get him to get him to, like, have a slow start. Yeah. And uh, we we love using all the tools in the box. Of course. Uh, so they skate race and it's a relay. Uh, and this is where Peter's also, like, uh, trying to use inclusive language when Val's like, whatever. Uh, but Brink, uh, Boomer gets hurt from the enemy team, and Brink, uh, aka the, the Black league. Ranger from the Power Rangers, Zach. Yes, yeah. Mastodon. Like this was this was an icon. He was the most famous person in the movie for me. Like when I watched this movie the first time, I was like, the Black Power Ranger is in this movie. This is iconic. This was the best person in the movie for me. Yeah, and then as time went on, <laughs> does it stay like that, or who's the? Most yeah, I still, person? I still see like so. I was, uh, again, I'm older than you, whatever. I watched the original Power Rangers. Like, that was, like, when they first blew up, I was, like, in kindergarten. So, like, it really hit at the exact right time for me. So he is the Black Ranger in my mind. Like, when I, like, go back and watch random clips or when I think about the Power Rangers, he is the Black Ranger. So every time I see Brink, it always stands out to me as, like, 
why is he in this movie slash I love that he is in this movie because he plays um, Boomer is the good guy. Boomer is like the like the good guy on the bad guy team. He's like he's he's like friendly with Brink and like he supports Brink and like and then Brink shows him that love back. And that's where we get in this in this in this part where Boomer gets a really bad injury and Brink shows that instead of winning the race. Uh, he will stop and help someone who is injured and Val like Val is like you never you never finish the race blah 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 blah. and he like just gets mad at him at Boomer for being like you guys in trouble whatever but it shows Brink's really kind side and, and yeah it's really it's really beautiful and it runs through the whole movie like because it also carries over to the end uh of the like the last few minutes uh but uh, he gets really injured and then Brink's like, okay, get the nurse. And then all the skaters get suspended and Ralph is big mad. Uh, he's like, you got suspended in like four and a half hours. Is that a record? Um, yeah. And then the car breaks down as well. So it's it's not a good day for Ralph. Yeah. Um, but what Brink else does he really got to do? Yeah. What else like, does he have to do? I think he's just like stewing in his unemployment. He's like ready to get back out there. And he's just like annoyed. Yeah. And then Brink is just stressing him out. Um, he doesn't but, know how to introduce himself. He doesn't. He does not at all. I'm but, Ralph Brinker, construction work, construction foreman. He can't say yeah. that anymore. He doesn't. He, he like, what is he gonna say? I'm, I'm Ralph Brinker, dad. No, that that feels unnatural for him. Yeah, uh, no, nah, it's not. It's not important enough. Uh, but Ralph and his wife. Did we get a name for his wife? Um, she probably has a name Mrs. in the credits. Miss Brinker. Let's call Ms. her Miss Brinker. Uh, she calculates the money. Uh, and they they realize that they're struggling, especially because Ralph's getting disability payments, but he's not working otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he we find out that he fell off a construction beam, but he only says beam. And my first thought was, were you a gymnast? <laughs> like <laughs> uh, that's what I thought. Um, but what a, the- what a what a what a place for your mind to go? Be like, oh yeah, he's a construction worker, but he has side, he's he's a side gymnast. Is yeah. his side hustle? Well, I didn't realize that he was a construction worker because either I wasn't like listening closely enough at that point, yeah. or uh, <laughs> so I thought he just said the beam. I'm like, oh, was he like doing uh, a, an Asialukin and like he just fell off? Yeah, he nailed floor, but when he got to the beam, he like he really it was yeah. tough for him. Um, but Brink overhears and he's like, okay, maybe I need to find some money somehow. And then we go to this uh, place in Malibu. I definitely recognize it. I just don't know uh, the exact location, but I think it's in Malibu. Um, so Gabriella is telling everyone that her family was loud and Latina, uh, like yeah. a lot of yelling. Uh, Jordy's parents were like just sitting and staring and it wasn't a lot of like reaction. Peter's stepdad, Jerry sucks. And Based on the way Peter was talking, he was kind of like borderline abusive. Um, <laughs> yeah. and sounded um, there. There's another reference to Jerry later on in the movie where I'm like, I don't know if Peter Peter has the best home life situation. Yeah, he. What did you call him? Peter. Oh, I thought you said beat it, Peter. I was like, what? oh no, no. I think I just like slurred my words, but yeah, oh. I, like I, I knew I said it sounded weird, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter, he's tough home life for Peter. Yeah, poor, poor Pete. Uh, but, There's like a uh, real drama out there of, of uh, Peter that the, the, the like from his perspective where he lands the the uh, the final trick and 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 and, and his dad is is uh, his stepdad finally stops hurting him. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, I don't want to get too deep. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like poor Peter, I definitely felt for him. Uh, but then Val comes over and he like is talking about how Escalade needs a new teammate. And he flexes the perks of skating because he has his eyes on Brink because he he can respect the talent even if he doesn't like him. 
and he like kind of dangles like the carrot being like oh you get like two hundred dollars a week plus you get paid if you win competitions uh you get sponsorship deals and you get like a Free little stuff yeah um and uh brink is considering it uh we see another instance like throughout the movie we see every time peter skates he's practicing the 540 and he always falls until the last scene yeah. um so that's like we see another one of those here um and brink is like kind of thinking about it and he's not doing his best at the skate park and he's like i need to call it a night and he goes to try out and uh he gets on the s-blades they give him a 30 second trial he yeah, crushes it yeah um, so I have this question and I think it might be better saved for later, but it was bothering me while I was watching it. And I think it's a good, it's a, it's going to take us on a good tangent. Yeah. Um, how good of skaters are, is team X-Blade is, is our, is team puppet Suggs because ultimately like they're professional skaters. It's not like, like at some point, like, uh, uh Ralph says something like everyone in South uh, in California skates like it's it's like everyone skates so it's like they live in a world where skating is popular they go to this inv- invitational that is going to be on ESPN and there's 10 teams and one of them is team puppet sucks so like how they must be really 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 good skaters to yeah. be on this ESPN broadcast so like what level are they are they like what level tell me tell me I tell me for like that. I don't know they're like semi-pro maybe like they're not like pro pro yet they're also still in high school because like the guy was like your parents know and he's like parents what are parents oh yeah my parents know uh yeah, yeah that- so we're saying that but like if let's say they're semi-pro or or some of the top people they all go to the same high school so eight yeah. of them go to the same high school and they-, they are the best skaters in the u.s at least if not yeah. the world well it's kind of wild is it is it maybe they're only focused on like California like the California Pro or like, like this LA is a California based? this is an yeah. LA based Invitational and like ESPN's coming out to cover like this LA this this I I, yeah. I think that there is a comment like the best skaters in the nation is, okay. is said so yeah. like that's where I'm just I, I like I their skill level is just very confusing to me because he can't land a 540 but apparently like still is qualifying for this tournament like they must be pretty goddamn good. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if there's like, there's even better skaters than them because like they. What if there's like cooler chicks that they're just like not gonna like for the purposes of like filming a movie, they're not gonna have them attempt. But yeah, I'm wondering. I mean, like, of course, yeah. I'm wondering what like the best, like the most high level intricate trick that they had in this movie was, and like how it stacks up to the rest of like the big, the big moves, maneuvers. Well, well, we got any uh, professional skaters out there listening, please let us know where they rank in, in actual skating. I, I, I just find it very, I I find it funny because they talk about like inline magazine. It's like the premier magazine to cover rollerblading, which again, that existed in the nineties, I'm sure. So like not inline, but like a magazine like that. So if they're filming team X-Blade and Brink is good enough to be on and probably be the best skater on team X-Blade, like, he must be really good, like like really really top top notch skater. But we shall see. For sure, yeah. Um, but he ends up signing on to Team X Blades, and um, then he goes home and is like, "I think I, they're having dinner." And he's like, "I think I should get a job to help out the family." And Ralph is intrigued, despite uh, Mrs. Brinker not really into it at first. And Ralph is like, "Okay, yeah, w- what kind of job?" And uh, Brink is like, "I'll skate and I'll get paid for it." And Ralph's like, oh, never mind. You don't need a job like that. Uh, 
and mm-hmm. so we'll find out later that he went behind his back and got him a job as a dog groomer. Uh, did you have any interesting uh, teenage jobs? I worked in a toy store. Was Ooh. my was my job? Toys I, R Us. No, it was like a boutique toy store in my town. Um, it was like it was in a shop. It was in like a shopping strip mall. Like that was like next to like the pizza place and whatever. And it was like it was bougie AF. And I I didn't work like crazy hours, but I. I hated working because I still hate working and like who like whatever. But I the be- the best thing I learned a lot about Thomas the Tank Engines. That's what I learned a lot about. I learned how to wrap presents really well, which I forgot as an adult. Oh, and I was going to ask if if we ever film a Christmas movie, uh, can you be our present wrapper? No, I'm uh-huh. really like I I was I wrapped presents for the first time this year in a very long time, and I was like, let's see if these skills from high school stuck around. They did not. Um, but something I used to do, um, like in the storage room when I was just trying to kill time till I had to, I could leave was I taught myself how to juggle. So because I worked at a toy store, there was just like juggling, there was like balls everywhere. So I just taught myself to juggle and I could still, I could still juggle. So that's good. I'm I'm a self-taught juggler and that's what I got from my toy store job. So very happy with that. We love that. So that can be a talent at the RHAP con talent show. What was uh? What was your uh? What was your uh, just, high school? Was, what was your uh, fun high school job? I didn't have a fun high school job. I was a lifeguard. So, that, oh, like, I, I lifeguard also in the summer. Yeah. I, I was uh, I was that. I love I love being a lifeguard. It was so chill. You just like hung out and like did whatever. Yeah, and it was not. I, I liked the, I liked the lessons and like the, hanging out with the kids. I just like hated like the the sitting around like part when you actually had to like pay attention and like I don't know. I had a boss that was like super anal about that like you have to like was like watching you all the time so it was very yeah Um, so like i only really did it like i i I was this lifeguard at at my sleepaway camp so like there was tons of lifeguards it was like like we had to like be watching and be ready but like there was also the underpinning of like if anything went wrong like there was an adult which like i was 17 and like there was like a 21 year old who like actually knew what they were doing or at least i believe they knew what they were doing so like it, it was less stressful in that way. And it was also like, let's say there was like six periods a day. I would, I would work like three of them and I would just like be hanging out around the pool for the other three periods, just like hang with my friends who were like, yeah. so like, I loved being a lifeguard, but it was, I get it. Like if you're just like one lifeguard at a community pool and you're just like having to stare at a empty or one person swimming. Laps, oh yeah. The one like person terrible. swimming laps was like annoying, but uh, I loved it when like the kids would like talk to you and be like, look at my cannonball. Like that, yeah. that was fun. And like interacting with them. Uh, maybe you didn't relate to that because you, you, as you stated in the pre-show, aren't the biggest kids person, but. Um, oh, I, I think I liked kids a little bit younger, uh, more when I was, when I was like a teenager, yeah. especially when they were kids that like I was 17, they were like 12, like it yeah. was like a little bit more enjoyable, but yeah, uh, as an adult, I, uh, kids, kids suck. They're the worst. <laughs> um, they're, they're loud. They're annoying. There's nothing good about them. I can't, I don't, I don't understand why anyone would have them. This is the first podcast this weekend that I've recorded that wasn't about like babies or children or anything. Good, good. Bring it on for. Did you really? You were. You were. Oh, oh, because you talked about Quince. Quince, Rugrats in Paris, and then a Phineas and Ferb episode, which has kids in it already. But then there was like a whole like they put Perry the platypus in a diaper one scene. So I was like, (laughs) I mean, like, do you consider the Rugrats to be like kids? Like, I know that they're they're babies. I know that they're ostensibly babies, but they're like effectively adults like like they're they're self 
they're self-contained. They can they're self they can do everything themselves. They they have adventures. Like they're not actually kids. Like if if Rugrats was an actual show, they would just be in that playpen the whole time, and yeah. then they would cry once every two hours, and they would need food or to be changed. Well, so what what I'd say on the Rugrats podcast <laughs> is that the Rugrats would uh, they should have died multiple times in Paris. Like if it was a real if they were real babies. I could only imagine. Yeah, like, like, that would be a fun way to re- rewatch Rugrats and just be like count the number of times that each one of them should have died. And yeah. it would it would be like after a hundred episodes, it would probably be like at least like 50 times each i can only imagine <laughs> definitely yeah the rugrats they get into too many shenanigans to all come out unscathed they're such crazy kids those rugrats yeah, yeah. <laughs> angelica is also a crazy one uh you've heard the theory right that they're all like Im- angelica's imagination. her yes yeah, so they're all her favorites of her imagination yeah yeah um, i love when people come up with like crazy theories about shows that are just like cartoons like, yeah. just, like, like, uh, like and i appreciate them because they're great but like you're reading into this a little too much, yeah. I think. Like the one that SpongeBob is like the site of a nuclear uh, disaster, Bikini Bottom, and then that's how they all came to life or whatever. Yes, like, I've heard no, that. Or one it also. could just be like a, it could be just a fun sponge in his life. Um, <laughs> yeah, or just, or just a wacky cartoon. Like maybe it's just that. Yeah, but Brink uh, ends up uh, talking to Peter on the phone, and uh, he's about to confess, but Peter's stepdad Jerry is yelling, and so he's like. I can't. I'll talk to you later. Again, Jerry. Fucking Jerry ruins the day. Jerry. Like, a lot of this movie wouldn't have happened if Jerry would have let Peter use the phone for, like, five more minutes. Why why does – I know this is, like, obviously there's no movie if it doesn't happen, but why doesn't Brink just tell his friends what's going on? I agree with that. And I think (laughs) – like, I was kind of – so, like I said, this is my first time watching the movie uh, in full. So I was expecting that, like, this was going to go out the whole movie, and I'm kind of happy that it, like, took only half the movie to, like, have the big confrontation. And because then the plot moved forward in other ways, but I was like, oh my god, he's gonna try to like be hiding from them the whole movie, and it's just gonna be like this stupid tension that could have been resolved. It's such a classic like sitcom slash movie trope where like someone just keeps a secret that they don't they do shouldn't keep, and then like it like does this ever happen in real life where these things happen like this? Like no, yeah. right? Uh, but anyways, home at class begins. <laughs> uh, Brink tries to go for this metaphor that baking a cake is a lot like friendship. And okay. there, uh, I don't remember the rest of the metaphor, but it was, it was, uh, I think it's a simile actually, but, uh, the, <laughs> well, once you say like it is, yeah. Once yeah. you go, once you say like, it's like, well, do you think it's an apt, could you, can you make it an apt, uh, simile or, or metaphor? Uh, yeah. Sometimes you're all together and whole, and then sometimes you have to go be individual slices. And like, oh, I would say thing. like uh, friendship is just like cake. It's a, you need a lot of different ingredients, just like you need a lot of different personalities to create balance and harmony to perform something that is that is just better than itself i will make a promise to you right now if yeah a long shot if i ever get on the show survivor i will yes. use a friendship is like a cake metaphor at tribal council yeah an alliance and, is like a cake <laughs> yes and you have to do the same i will do the same yeah, and you know what jeff us. you know what jeff um alliances are a lot like cakes it's like yeah. Every personality is like a different ingredient. You got your you got your sweet, you got your baking soda, some of it's combustible, but if you mix it together in the right way, you just form this beautiful beautiful thing that you can then dole out and give individual slices to everyone to equally enjoy. And yeah, I, I just want to make sure that everyone has an equal piece of cake, Jeff. That's just how I feel. Yeah. 
And only only the real ones will know what you're that you're only the real ones. At Disney the Channel deep movies. cuts into the Brink podcast will be able to be like, oh, I know where they workshop that baby. Yeah. So did you have home ec? Because that was something another thing that only existed in pop culture for me. I had home ec. I had home ec in middle school. We had home economics. I didn't. It was an elect. It was so. Uh, I was actually just tweeting about this recently. But um, in sixth grade, we were we had a. a, a each semester, each quarter, we had a different class. One of them was home ec. One of them was technology, which was like, like making silkscreen t-shirts and stuff. It was really weird. Um, and like learning how to use like, like making like race cars. One of them was home ec. One of them was keyboarding. And I'm like learning how to type, which is a crazy thing that existed that they had to teach you how to type. Um, and then I don't remember. Do you the think they still class. have that? Or do you think kids are so like, advanced at this point that they? I feel like every kid on? is coming in, but like I, I like honestly like I didn't really know how to type by the time I was in sixth yeah. grade. Like I Did guess you I was learn like, to type uh, those like typing games. Software? Yeah, I had some of those typing games, but like I like literally we had classes where like yeah, the whole class was like it was like a processor and it was like ASDF space ASDF space, and you would just have a page of it, and then it would get like more complex or whatever, yeah. and like it was really silly. Yeah, we had typing home ec- class. Too. Uh, home ec I, I had. Have- home ec I had. Um, we would we would we actually would we'd make food. We'd make sweets. Um, I learned how to make lots of different types of eggs, which is actually a useful thing that I learned at home ec. Um, we also learned how to sew. Um, we so we we learned how to use a sewing machine. I made a pillow, uh, and then we also made the big project was at the end of um of home ec, I think in seventh grade or something, you would sew blankets for the neonatal unit of our local Ooh. hospital. And then we would donate and we would go to donate them. So it was like a kind of a nice thing to do, but it was, it was like, do I remember how to do any of these things? Like I can still make eggs and I know how to use stoves because of, I guess, home ec, but like sewing, I would be starting from square one if I ever tried yeah. to sew anything. But yeah, yeah, I did have home ec. Yeah, there you go. I did have it. I have a friend, Kate, who told the story on a previous podcast of uh, a herring tale from home ec where uh, her teacher required her to put tomatoes in her quesadilla, and <sighs> she was she doesn't like tomatoes. And then so the t- teacher just grabbed a spoon of tomatoes and threw it in there. And she's like, now now I you wasted food and I'm hungry. Um, yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. Yeah. I, they were never doing that. Like, it was like weird. Like, I don't I, – also, I don't think that we – I. Maybe we made like 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 entrees kind of things, but I feel like most of the stuff we made was like we baked. Yeah, like we made like Linzer tarts and we made stuff like that. But like it it was fun. It was like I liked it. It was a fun class to take. I took it. I think I had time to take it. I took it in middle school, like all three years of middle was school. Was this a class that you had any friends in, or were they all like in other classes? Like I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. It's so many like so random. There's no way to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I love I love. Uh, home ec scenes just because i never had them in pop culture so i'm like oh yeah uh and that's that's when val comes up and he's like antagonizing brink but like keeping his secret at the same time like just being an a-hole like just yeah. kind of coming in and being an a-hole and gabrielle is like you're a jerk brink and val's like brink or not brink uh, you're a jerk val and val's like brink am i a jerk am i a jerk <laughs> and he's like no and he's like say it louder he's like no and then Gabrielle's like, you let Val just slime all over you. I wrote down that Which line. is definitely not a phrase I don't think I ever heard in my life. Have you ever used that? Has anyone ever slimed all over you? Maybe on like the that? Nick Choice Awards. Um, yeah. <laughs> but never that's the used... extension unless like someone has this weird vernacular for other activities. Yeah. Uh, Everything that comes to mind is just gross and inappropriate for a yep. podcast about a TVG movie. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Brink then skates with Val, and he Val's like, no, hit it again. Because I think my interpretation of the scene was Brink was trying to do his run quickly so he could go skate with the other team. And yeah, and he like, just, like, crushed it because he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but then he goes straight to the other practice with the soul skaters, and they are talking about some of the gossip that they heard that Val had a new guy. And Brink's like, oh, yeah, I heard that, too. He's, like, Korean or Native American, and he's jacked. <laughs> well, they were just he was trying to cover his tracks. I yeah. mean, that was like a, a intense montage when they showed his schedule. When it was like wakes up at seven a.m., goes to school, uh, he goes to to works at Puppin Suds, he goes to skate practice, he goes to another skate practice, and like you really start to feel for good old Brink. Uh, it's it's a it's a tough lo- tough road to road to hoe ho for him. For sure, yeah. And so we go, and Ralph is like, "I got you a job, dog grooming." He's like, "Ah, fine." Um, and then we get this montage that you mentioned and we start at 7 a.m. and like it goes through the day and Brink's falling asleep in every class and then he gets out at like 2.30 to go to the dog grooming which I I had a quibble with Uh, so if he's waking up at 7 a.m. are we assuming school starts 7.38? I feel like probably starts probably right yeah yeah so I don't think he should be done with school by 2.30 I feel like it should be like closer to 3 at that point but like he should not be at, he should be at the dog grooming maybe at three. If like school ends at two thirty. Yeah, I, I think like he's getting out of school at like two twenty. I mean, I think I got out of school at like I want to say like two twenty, two thirty was when last. It class depends ended. when I started because I'm trying to think. Like if I started at seven, then maybe like two twenty five, uh, maybe or like two fifty. I, I definitely got out two fifty in middle school. I think. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, maybe it was like two forty when I got out. Was my last class. That was and that was high school. That was when we started the earliest and got out the latest. Yeah. Um. Start. You know what I mean. But yeah. um. Yeah. There's definitely some quibbles with that time, and also it's like a little confusing because I think Peter talks about how he has to be home by five thirty, and it's like there's no way. Like, what's the point of working for two hours? Like, he's getting paid what, like six bucks an hour, five bucks an hour. Like, yeah. He's making like like ten bucks. Like, um. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think yeah, it's worth it to work. In the his sense. advancement was four months of pay for all that equipment. Yeah, uh, that, that makes no sense. <laughs> like, also, I don't think you can get paid four months in advance because then what if you quit? Well, I, I mean, obviously you're not quitting, but like that's that yeah. that's like I, I've been imagine this scenario. The timeline is I've been working in a place for for a month, and I've been probably yeah. a, a moderate employee at best, and then I'm like, hey, can I get an advance of four months' pay? And like, that's how bold. He's, like. He got he is bold. He got custom shirts. He got he got he got new skates for everyone. He got new helmets for everyone. We're looking at like couple. I would say at least I would say at least a hundred dollars a person is spent. So sure. we're looking at four hundred dollars, and that's that feels like more than four months' pay for Brink. It really does. Uh, but <laughs> uh, maybe maybe they were like, okay, we'll at least give you the free shirts so you can like use everything uh, else for the skates and the the. Yeah. They didn't like. There... I noticed they didn't get any like sponsored pads or helmets just color yeah. color appropriate yeah i which another thing that bothered me brink had often like he would have the helmet without the straps popped in like even when val knocked him over at the beginning he didn't have it locked in and yeah I was like, come on safety first that's a common i feel like skater slash uh biker slash even skier thing where you see someone wearing the helmet and it's not it is not um buckled and you're like what's the point of wearing the helmet in that scenario like exactly. what are you why are you doing this yeah like, I get it. Maybe if I get it, if you're going for, like, a casual bike ride, like, on the bike path, and, like, I don't think there's going to be a ton of collision, but if you're, like, on the traffic lines, or yeah. you're skating, like, this extreme skating, like, that they do, um, but the next day rolls around, and he falls asleep, um, 
and he's pretending to be sick. And this scene that I feel like would not work in modern times because I don't think his family would let Peter come over um, if he's sick. Uh, Yeah, that would have never happened, like, even in old times. Like, if I were to tell my friend I was sick, they weren't going to come over and check on me. (laughs) Yeah, unless you, like, unless you broke your foot and, like, you were recovering from surgery. That's one thing. But he's like, I have... I have the flu or something like I have a fever. Like my friend is not coming over to be like, Oh man, I hope you're okay. Like that's not, not what's happening. His plan was also really crappy. He's like, I'm going to pretend I'm sick and then tell them not to go to the giant skating event that they've been looking forward to forever. And do they not have to compete either at invitationals? Like, I feel like they had to compete as well. That's what made no sense is how did they get – that's what I was talking about before is like how did they get into the championships if they didn't compete in the Invitationals? Like maybe if Team X-Blade doesn't show up for the Invitationals, they get like an automatic bid. But like they're nobodies theoretically. Yeah. Like, like who, how a, does this happen? I don't have no idea. Like, So he has a lackluster performance in the first round, right? And then – Well, and that's then the that first like, round of the the – um, of the finals, right? Or no, that does he have a no, bad? No, it, like first isn't Val like mad? He was like, I thought, I thought you could like do whatever you could like, and he's like, oh he's like, yeah, he doesn't, do what, he doesn't yeah. do it. Uh, he goes like easy on it, like um, yeah. And Brink is like, whatever, we still made it. Um, but that's after, and this is another quibble I had with the movie. Uh, the Soul Skaters are on the beach, like at the at that uh, yeah. playground, not the playground, the skate park at, the on skate. the beach. The playground. Let's yeah. Play. <laughs> uh, but the sun is setting. But then uh, they get show up to the invitation and it's like midday. So like the little like – Yeah, there's stuff. a couple of those. There's one later on where we're going to talk about that it's like – and this is this has bothered me since I was like 10. There's one that like it's raining. It's straight up raining before the downhill race. But that's a whole different thing that we can talk yeah. about later. Yeah, we can um, get there. But, but then they, they talk – they go to the – they go to the um, – the uh and the, and he's wearing the sunglasses and the makeup and and the helmet and he puts down the 98 and as he's putting down the 98 Gabriella and the rest of the soul skaters walk in they see him and, she, and Gabriella like, he's not Korean yeah yeah and Gabriella's like that's cuz he's fucking brink like she clocks yeah. it immediately and the other two idiots are like I have no idea what's going on yeah and, and I that's feel like where she was the only one who had suspicion probably too yeah. like previously that um and then, so he's getting paid by the sponsor. And then, like, as he's getting paid, Gabriella pushes him to the ground, which I thought yeah. was very aggressive. Yeah. And yeah. But good for uh, her. Assert yeah. herself. Um, so they they knock him over, and they're like, wait. And Brink is like, let me explain. They're like, no, we don't want to hear this. And they're all pissed, which I understand getting pissed, because, more so because they, he got, they lied to him. I feel like if yeah. he was straight up with them, they would have been a little more understanding, even if they were like kind of annoyed that they had to find someone new for the team or whatever, um, and mm-hmm. think he might be a sellout. Like it's probably more so the lie that probably went on three weeks at this point. It's not even that long. It's like yeah. it's like the whole timing of this movie is like the invitations in four weeks, and then the next race. It's like it's like two months is the entire timeline of this movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then they go, they're, they're eating at the Santa Monica Pier. They're having lunch, uh, the Soul Skaters, the trio. Um, and Brink joins them. He's like, can I sit? And they're like, yeah, you can sit. And then he sits down and then they all leave. And brutal, brutal to, move, but, but deserves. He deserved it. Yeah. And then yeah, he's like, brutal, but I quit, but I quit Val's team. And Val is like right behind him. He's like, the difference between me and them is that I will, I'm willing to take you back and be friends with you again. Yeah. Um, and Brink is like, fine. Um, so uh ralph is annoyed because brink is now not happy 
Yeah. Fucking and, Ralph, get your shit together. And his wife is even like, didn't she complain that he was too happy previously? Yeah. Like, so they go to have a chat in the backyard, and Brink is just sad and moody, and like, I, he, he misses his friends. Uh, and this is not the scene that Ralph talks about. Being no, I know. And that's, that's, yeah. I, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by that because I, like I said, I was a big fan of I'm Ralph Brink. I'm Ralph Brinker. I'm construction foreman. Like I love that scene. And I was like, Oh, like this happens earlier than I thought. And yeah. I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see that this scene happened. Um, this was just like him, like extending an olive branch, but it not being successful. Yeah. And, I and feel it like, felt like more realistic in that way. Yeah, like there's a natural progression instead of going like very like abrupt, like to like that they're. Yeah, coming. it's like he tries and he fails, and then then it's like okay, and then we go to the downhill. That's and then it goes to the yeah. downhill, right? Yeah, so we're going to the downhill, um, and this is like the one course that they have in the area that's downhill. Um, so yeah. the skull, the soul skater show up, and uh, Val is like, go back to Mexico, and she's like, I'm from Peru, estupido, <laughs> and I love. I had seen that gift and like clip before um oh i've never seen that gif i, I guess i'm not been... on latinx twitter <laughs> maybe you're not that, that, that might be why um, i mean if you or humby aren't sending it out then i don't know where i'm getting it from is the question <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> i'll retweet it next time i see it but i'm also not okay. on twitter much because i deleted twitter off my phone so uh maybe for survivor 42 i'll be actually west coast you got it you gotta get Twitter for Survivor. That's yeah, that's but I, it's like because I'm on the West Coast, so like I don't even like go on um, it. Like because it's like it's popping on the East Coast. I will be on East Coast time for the premiere, hopefully, if COVID's down. So well, if you're in the city, let me know, and I'll I will figure something out. Yeah, regardless, I'm trying to swing by the sw- city at one point during that week. Uh, I'm nice, doing like a little vacation. So yeah, uh, and then uh, they have a, a race downhill, and uh, Brink is. Like, I don't just let them go, soul skaters. And Gabriella's like, No, we're gonna skate for this. And then Val's like, Yeah, Brink, you're gonna skate against Gabriella. And he tells him to skate on the outside at the curve. And Brink's like, Why? You'd never skate on the outside. Yeah. And, and Gabriella's like, Gabriella's like jawing at him. And and Brink, Brink drops, the, uh, uh, like, Brink is pleading. He's like apologizing. And then, he's like, let's and not then, do this. And Gabriella's like, Don't go easy on me. Yeah, yeah, and she drops the like, did you come here to talk or did you come here to skate? She she threw she threw Brink's words right back in his face. Yeah, and Brutal. I love when like Brutal. writing does that. Like they like set something up at the beginning and then it comes back and like used dramatically. Uh and then so I love the move where she like s- jumps over the truck. That was yeah. a cool move. So I love that move and I forgot about that this quote. This is another quote that I love that comes back later on in the like official downhill race but she goes my move my move and she like when brink uh basically does the same exact thing in the actual race and i just love that reaction from her it's so funny and she's like so proud and i'm like yeah it was her move she fucking crushed her yeah no she she inserted was that the same move that he was trying to make when he was distracted or was that another thing that like he's mentioned a house so i don't think it was the same move but no it's 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 the one where he like cut makes a shortcut and he like drops out in front it's like basically that's what and she's like my move my move (laughs) and i'm just i love it every time gabriella really like trendsetter um so uh she so val uh is on that corner he's throwing pebbles out there and brings like Gabriella, watch out. Get on the outside. And she's like, I'm not listening to you. And she like tumbles over them. That's like such a dick move. I was like, that's like full heel turn. Like, I could It's where not, he like... goes like from like being like an yeah. annoying villain to being like, okay, this guy's just a prick. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, before that, he was like charming, kind of like smarmy asshole, like kind of like 
fun to to watch, but then he's like, no, I can't, I can't even like root for you for funds anymore. You can even see the rest of Team X Blade like kind of turning on him at that point. Yeah. And they fully turn yeah. against him at the end of of the movie, but like for they sure. start turning against him here. I mean, Boomer's rooting for the puppet sides at the at the. Yeah, I mean, finale. Boomer's got. I mean, of course, Boomer. Boomer knows where his. his yeah. He's he's a good guy. Boomer's a good guy. Yeah. Um. So Gabriella like tumbles hard, and that's like. Then I was like watching. I was like, I wish she was wearing long sleeves, like for her sake, because then she might not have been scratched as badly. But that was like brutal. She's lucky it was only her left arm. Like. I do think yeah. she could have like had a nasty fall. Like I was yeah, she, she didn't she didn't break anything. She just yeah. really scratched up her arm and probably messed up her shoulder, right? I guess. Yeah. Um, but then they uh Val is like Brink throws his helmet at Val and runs off and then we go to so, Gabrielle's house. You never knew when to finish that and then this is the second time this happens. Ne- never finishes a race if if someone um if someone gets injured. So yeah. first boomer now Gabriella. Yeah. yeah, he's a good sportsman, and and this will get used later on in the movie, and uh, once is a coincidence, twice is a, a pattern kind of thing, um, and Val takes note of this, and he, he's going to use it in the future. Yeah, what's the jug quote from Survivor Guatemala? Like, I'm a good sportsman or whatever? Like, uh, like I'm good at sportsman? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Sorry. Where's Jordan Kalish? Let's ask him. Yeah, where's Jordan Kalish? We're talking Guatemala here. Yeah. Um, so he goes to Gabriella's house and Peter and Jordy are like, yeah, it's your fault. Um, and her mom welcomes him in. He's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, come on, Gabriella would love to see you. And Brent's like, I don't know about that. But uh, uh, she's sleeping and he says, Gabby. And she wakes up and she's like, you're the one. He was trying to explain that as like for the money. And she's like, yeah. we all need money. You're the one who told people to skate for the love of the sport. You're basically calling him a sellout. Uh, and uh, yeah. Again, for the level of their skating, like they probably could get sponsors and like they don't need to sell out. Like just because you're like making a little money, it's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like you can still, still love skating. But I do get it like a little bit if they're like going professionally and then they like stop loving the sport because it's like more like work than anything. Yeah. Like I don't think they're like at that point where like Brink could do it with sponsorships. Uh, he's not like I mean, training. by the end of the movie, he could. And yeah. I think like he doesn't need to be Team X Blade, but like he just won this ESPN tournament. He should be uh, making some dough. Yeah, he could. He he definitely could. He um, could pay back that four month of back pay from Team Puppetsud and not have to go uh, back to work there. Exactly. My thinking is that if he was a little older, he might take the deal. But like because he's in high school, money isn't as like front of mind for him. Right. Like, but I like if that was me, I would be like right now. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll sell out. Yeah, of course. Hundred <laughs> percent. He needs to get a little older and realize how money is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but Brink is like pouting, looking at his childhood skates, and Ralph comes over and uh he tell he confesses that he tried out for the sponsor team for money, uh, but he also wanted a little bit of the fame. So he like is honest with his dad. And the dad is like, You surround yourself by the company that you're with. Uh I used to identify myself as uh Ralph Brinkley, construction foreman, but now because I've been out of work for so long, he defines himself as Ralph Brinkley. I don't know who I am. Brinker, yeah. I mean, it's it's very it's relatable. Like it's relatable as an adult in a weird way, where like you relate. Like I, I like I I worked at American Express for a very long time, and it was really easy just to be like, hey, like I work at American Express, and like let like let that just like speak for speak for what it is. And and it, I, it's it's weird to say that it actually like rings true, but it, it does. It like it, yeah. it does, and it's like weird. And that's why I love that line. Like I'm Ralph Rinker, construction like construction foreman. I'm like I'm Ralph Rinker. 
great dad or like, uh, like, like even the show that i'm working on right now like it's kind of surrounding my identity like i'm like telling all my friends like watch promised land because uh, i'm excited about it but like even if it was a show I was not as passionate about, but I worked on, like it would still be part of my identity. It's like telling people to watch, watch whatever projects I'm working. Like the yeah, the show I worked on in Boston, like I'm not as excited about. Like as a show, it's not something I would probably watch without having worked on it. But now, like when it starts, I'm gonna be like, watch this, everyone. I worked on it. Yeah, you're proud of it, but also yeah. like you're like you kind of want you're like part of you is like I I like I'm working yeah. on this uh, show in L.A. and it's kind yeah. of a big deal and it's like a good but it's feeling. Like, literally, like you go to work and you're around that surrounding for like five days if not more of the week and then like it's like it's a big part of your life so a hundred percent a hundred percent and it's hard not to get wrapped up in that and like it's this is getting oddly serious but it's hard not to get wrapped up in your work as like the end-all be-all measure of success in your in your life and like and even a hobby like that like you can get um i definitely saw it with people within like orgs like playing online games and even in the rehab community like people getting wrapped up in some of this stuff and it's like you can't define yourself based on some of these things. You just got to kind of like enjoy what you're doing and like whatever happens, happens kind of thing. Yeah. But even like this podcast community is like part of my identity now. And like, it's just because it's like surrounded my life for almost 10 years now. So yeah. Like identity, like it's like part. Oh, we never spoke about that, but it's so, it's so cool to me that um, I like your name, like Felipe Shimon. Like I've heard Rob say your name so many times. I've heard heard, like, yeah. I've like I I became friends with Mike Michael Rear and like he, that was a name that I like used to hear on the podcast all the time. Humby yeah. is someone that I've met and become friendly with, and it's cool to like like these are names that I've been hearing for ten years, and I was just like, oh, it's so cool that I actually like interact with these people now because like now they're not just like names Rob saying; they're names of like, oh, I know that O'Rear has two kids, or I know that Felipe is in L.A. and trying to get like into show business kind of career, and like I just know more about people. Like it's people really, in really this fun. community, including Rob, has kind of seen me grow up. Like I became a patron right when I started college, and now it's like five. That was five years ago. I've been listening yeah. since I was in like the first year of my high school. So, oh yeah, like, Felipe. Like when you were you were writing in messages, like I was probably like right out of college, and like yeah. I was hearing questions like Felipe Shalom yeah, asked, like Laura like, Holtz. Your name was known to me. Laura Holtz. Yeah, Laura Holtz. One hundred percent. Haley Strong. Like like those names that go back and like they're just names I heard. Like uh, of course it's so it's bizarre and like even like uh like Ali Lash is a perfect example where like I didn't realize that like I was friendly with her brother in college and that like one of my old roommate is like good family friends with her and then I got connected with her and I'm like oh I knew you for, I listened to the challenge podcast before I even knew that I knew you yeah and like it happened that I knew you it's just like weird and like these weird little circles happen and it's very exactly. just a cool feeling like. Just the fact that, like, if you had told me, like, five, six years ago that I would have gone to see Spider-Man with Josh Wiggler on opening night, that would have been wild to me. Because he was yeah, in that's town. that's freaking awesome. Like, yeah. So, uh, by the way, like, no spoiler review. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. It's fucking okay. amazing. Yeah. Okay. It was my uh, number one movie of the year. Yes. Yes. Okay. I loved it. Uh, that was, I had a lot of fun watching that movie. Uh, I definitely owe it a rewatch before I can, like, solidify where I place it in my Marvel rankings. But I had... That was definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. Like, uh, yeah. I loved a lot of the movies that I watched this year because I like really picked and choose when I went to the theater. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. So, uh, and it was a, this was a twenty twenty one was a big year for Latin movies. So I, I, that was also hard. Like, are we talking the about Heights, Bruno? Yes. Well, I know we're not <laughs> supposed to, but between Encanto <laughs> and In the Heights and Vivo and there was some good Latinx movies. This I'm year. obsessed with uh, we don't talk about Bruno at this point in my yeah. life. It's it's a little unnerving how much I sing it to myself. Number one song 
from Disney since Colors of the Wind, like the highest. Which is wild. Because yeah. it's like not like musically, it's not a great song, but it's just like catchy as hell. And honestly, it caught on on TikTok was the yeah. big thing that happened. Exactly. But, but yeah. Like I knew the song before I watched Encanto and then I watched it. I was like, it's Bruno. Yeah. It's amazing. They had one rule though. And we <laughs> all broke it. Yeah, yeah we, we constantly are breaking it. What's your favorite line from that song? Because everyone has one. Um, like the I, song, the line that lives rent free in your head. I it, like, I know it's like a not a, a very crazy line, but like, it was my wedding day. That's I always just, like, so, I, yeah. I always am just like, I like that's where I like stop singing it when I sing it. It's like, it was our wedding day, and I just like, I'm always singing that one line over and over again. Mine is a Isabella, your boyfriend's here, time for <laughs> but I know some friends who are like, the seven feet seven foot frame rats on it like everyone has their own favorite line yeah like, it was my wedding and, and it just has such like uh hamilton vibes in my mind yeah. also so it like makes me feel good about yeah. that also i think but, the yeah. number the line actually is not from that song that like i just lives rent free in my mind is a, a hurricane of pacarandas that's that's the one that, like, <laughs> from the other song but uh this is your really a moment. great movie if you haven't watched Encanto, you should watch yeah. Encanto. <laughs> humby this is your moment if you're listening you have to tweet at us yeah there yeah. you go um so, Humpy's been bullying someone for not having watched Encanto, and I'm kind of scared for it. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's bullying them on Instagram, like on his Instagram story, like tagging them. Goldie, I, you know Goldie, right? Oh, I know Goldie. Yeah, yeah, he's like bullying Goldie, being like Goldie hasn't watched Encanto because she has no taste. <laughs> um, she, she's a, she's anti Latin people. That's yeah, that's that's Humpy's throwing hands, but uh, yeah. Uh, so back back to the movie. Ralph is like, I want to go see your skating competition. Uh, yeah. Dave and Brink's like, wait, for real? And he's like, yeah, dude. And he's just hang 10 signs. Uh, hang 10, baby. I love, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that emoji. Sometimes also. I just randomly do it, like in my own, like I do this and then I'm do, uh, I yeah. do like, like that. Sometimes I'm on a call, on a Zoom call at work and I'll just be like, yeah. And I'll like yeah. hang 10 real well, quick. Well, I don't know I'm, if like, this was like... in third grade. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Our teacher was like, when you want to say, when you want to agree with something in class, but we're trying to keep everyone quiet in the moment, you have to do the, this thing as like the same <laughs> symbol. And so like that, whenever someone said something that I would agree with, like for years after, I would just do this and like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I agree with you. I um, do the, I, like, so this is like a, this is like a fraternity thing, but like you snap in fraternities instead of like, yeah. instead of clapping. Um, so like whenever like I agree with something, a lot of times I'll just be like, I'll snap. Oh yeah, snap. Like, yeah. And I'll just like, like snap and like. Sometimes, like, again, I'm on calls at work, and, like, I'm just agreeing with someone, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, speak up. I just, like, snap a little. I'm like, do people know what I'm doing? Like When you said I'm snap, I, I just imagine you as, like, one of the Jets from yeah. that story. Circling out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the X-Blades team are at lunch, uh, and this offended me. Break through his roller skates right on the pizza, and I was offended. <laughs> Man, like, that pizza offended me. Good pizza. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not New York pizza. It's Santa Monica yeah, Pier pizza, but... Exactly. Uh, I felt bad for all of them that were like excited for that because they probably spent like money on the pizza. They were like excited <laughs> to like to get dig in. But Val and Brink argue, and Brink is like he throws the milkshake in in uh, Val's face. Uh, he is had a line. You threw, is it yeah. true you threw a strawberry milkshake in Val's face? It was chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so they're having friction. Uh, the Soul Skaters uh, because Gabriella wants to practice, but she can't. Uh, Peter breaks the skates uh they're like having a little bit of meltdown brink shows up with dog grooming sponsorship and then that's when gabrielle's like is it true you did that and he's like chocolate yeah 
the uh, chocolate. <laughs> uh, so he rejoins the Soul Skaters, and uh, we go to the the big event. Um, get the big competition first. We got Street, then we got Vert, and then top two teams. They go into downhill, baby. Did do you watch like X Games or like I know the Olympics had skateboarding? I, I dabble. Year. I yeah. dabble in X Games. Yeah, I was very. I felt a lot of Brazilian pride when the thirteen-year-old Brazilian girl won gold yeah. in the skateboarding this last summer. Yeah, um, what's so what's weird about this is like a street vert, both real things. I have never seen a downhill race in 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 skateboarding, and yeah. sorry, rollerblade, whatever, in anything. Yeah, and except for it, like make, it makes sense for like what the movie is because like they want to have a one on one situation and like it wouldn't work otherwise. But it is just so funny. Like, the, the, like the, we'll get there. But like downhill is just so funny as like a like this is not a real skill set in in this sport. Yeah, like they looks <laughs> they're very much skiing, but on the street. Yeah, exactly. They're even doing the ski crouch that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Now um, low yourself. <laughs> um, and then they they start, uh, and it's just like a couple of montage throughout. Uh, so. Uh, Brink ends up falling on his street run, though. Um, but then he picks himself up and he goes to talk to his mom and his sister who are there. Um, and she, his sister says, skate better. And he's like, skate, skate better. better. Yeah. Skate better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, the music surrounding all these montages is just incredible. Yeah, even like, the, I, even I, the I, time-lapse one at the beginning, like when he was like going through the amazing. day. Like, yeah. Like, Disney Channel, like, had some good, like, montages. That's, yeah. Um, but uh, Ralph isn't there, and he asks where Dad is, and he's at the construction site for whatever reason. Um, and and we see uh, Boomer rooting for Pup and Suds, and I was like, yeah. what a homie. Because he stood up to Val also post-chocolate shake. Yeah, post-chocolate. Um, he's, he leaves with Brink post-chocolate shake. Yeah. Chocolate. <laughs> it was chocolate. <laughs> and uh, then uh, after the street round, Pup and Suds is in fourth. Um, and so they're a little anxious, but they're, they're still in it. Um, and Ralph shows up and he tells uh, his wife and daughter that his, he starts work again on Monday and she hits him. She's like, don't scare me like yeah. that. And yeah, as you're doing in the, in the yeah, call. Brink, like, Brink gets the top of the, the half pipe. He sees yeah. his daddy. He, he does the little hand raise and then, and then Ralph gives big thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> big yeah, so thumbs up. He's very excited. Um, I did notice that like then uh, Katie had to sit on uh, his lap. And I was like, if I was a child actor, that would be my least favorite thing to have to sit on a stranger's lap. Sitting on a strange man's lap. Yeah. Maybe that was Brie Larson's deal breaker. That's maybe that's why she wasn't in the movie. <laughs> She's like, call me back when you do a superhero movie. I'll do. Yeah, that. she was. She wanted like just like uh, actresses like like have writers in their contracts of like yeah. whether they'll do nudity. Like yeah. she had a writer in contract that she won't sit on people's laps. That was exactly. just like a bridge too far. Too far for her. Uh, <laughs> but the vert is next, and uh, the puppet says are doing well, but uh, Peter hasn't gone yet, and Ben Kelly from G Force falls right as they're about to like seal the deal. And like so, I love that like they've they've already established that like falling doesn't get you like eliminated like it doesn't hurt your score that much so this guy from G Force has to fall in a way that is just like he effectively dies like he doesn't yeah, die he but literally like, lays there still for a couple yeah, minutes the he like EMT rolls off by. the ramp like he he spectacularly fails and like they're like Peter we need a, a we need the flat five forty we need yeah. it. It all and comes down to that. I love that EMTs just show up and then he like gets up. He's like fine after that, but like for like a few seconds, he's just like laying there flat. Um, but I mean, Peter lands the five forty, uh, and then he does like his weird little dance that was adorable. Yeah, his white guy dance, yeah, really, really bad. That's like offensive to white people everywhere. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough dance. 
Uh, I did see like the classic like or middle school, early high school, like jeans with like the boxers, like high up, like yeah. Oh, that was your that back. Was like, that was the time frame. That makes yeah. sense right there. Um, but uh, Brink Brink ends up. Uh, it's going to be Brink versus Val in the down, downhill because G Force is out of it. Um, yeah. So uh, so Val, this was the scene I was talking about where they're setting up this downhill, and it is literally the ro- everything is covered in rain. Like, they yeah. decided to film this scene right after it rained. They were just like, whatever, continuity be damned. But it's going to be cloudy and raining, and who cares? They're rollerblading. If you, you cannot rollerblade downhill in rain, like, it's, it's every time I see this, it boggles my mind that they weren't just like, can we film this another day? Can we just reshoot this? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, maybe they were just like, <laughs> now nah, we have to get it in today. We have a deadline. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, they they end up going, and then why did the cameras go out like in those moments? Because I thought Val uh, rigged it, uh, but then uh, Gabriella no, there's, like, like, yeah, there's a blind turn. There's a blind turn. So that's why. Okay, I was like, yeah. did Val like speak to the? Dealer he just and- knew where the blind turn is. So this is where my two favorite lines of the movie are. Um, the ones that I quote the most, it's like, it's like you know what the difference between you and me is. I like when he goes, I'm me. And that means it's a good day. And like, that is like a delightful quote. And then, like I said, it goes right into the beginning of the race with that music that just goes, wow, wow. And it's just, like the amazing music. And then it goes, now lower yourself. And like the, like, just like random DJ guy just shouting that. And it never, it, it like always made me laugh so hard, but yes. And then we get to the blind turn where Val, Val makes his move. He does. He pushes Brink a couple times, like elbows him. And then, uh brink is like nah and then val goes to whack him but brink ducks and he flies into the hay through momentum and brink well placed hay by the way yes uh and brink uh being brink goes to talk to him and make sure he's okay and val's like you always do never finish the race um no one to finish the race and he flings him like a very Aris and vetus move of like yes. uh and he keeps he speeds <laughs> off and Brink takes a shortcut though and wins. And then I was like, My Whoosh. move, my move. Yep. And I was like, they both cheated though. That feels like you a cheating. Like, yeah, they should the both Alex. be disqualified for um, one for physical contact and the other for uh, going off course. Yeah. Um, definitely not allowed to go off course. But uh, maybe like, going off course is more in the spirit of, uh, of the extreme sport that is downhill rollerblading. Yeah. In my head, I was like, okay, so Brink won because he cheated less. Uh, he wasn't disqualified. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Brink wins like by very little margin on the ribbon, um, and Val is upset and he gets fired for cheating. It's not a good look, um, yeah. and Brink is offered the to be captain of X Blades, but he denies it because uh, his love is for skating, not for uh, money. And soul skating is great, and Puppin Suds win the championship. He could have taken the captainship and then just hired the rest of Puppin Suds. Yeah, and then they could have been Team X Blades getting paid. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Brink it would have been really, an inline magazine. It would have been awesome, for sure. And he he was thinking about <laughs> like he didn't even have a conversation. He should have just like yeah. thought about it and been like, "What if we all go to X Blades and I'm the captain?" It was a little bit of an overcorrection on yeah. his part. But, but also, you know what? No I've noticed this with a lot of Disney Channel movies I've watched. Like they go for it, and then like the last two minutes are always like very rushed. Like because they I, to, which I don't mind actually. Like I I like that this movie is an hour and a half like in real no. time, and that like. You get to the end of the race, the race ends, there's like three sentences, and then the movie's over. Yeah. Like, we don't need more. We know, like, the the result has happened. They won the race. That is all we need. 
Definitely. But it, it is a very common trope for Disney Channel movies. Like, the endings are always, like, rushed in the last two minutes because they're like, oh, we only have so much time and, like, the ending yeah. is, like, the part we care about the least. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the movie. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on the movie before we talk about, like, the the MVP and the LVP and that kind of jazz? No, I feel like I've managed to get all my thoughts in about Brink in the hour and a half that we've talked about. We've officially gone over um, the, the length of the movie, which yeah. I'm really impressed by. Well, uh, the Pretty Little Liars podcast that Jay and AJ do, they they said when they were doing that podcast, they could have watched the episode three times in the t- time that it took to talk about one episode <laughs> of the show. You love to, you love to hear. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, what's the fun in like, doing a short podcast we need to give oh no no i'm not i'm not mad i'm just like i just think it's funny no Um, i i I have shared all my thoughts um i'm ready for mvp lvp etc okay so well do you want to start with the lvp or the mvp um your dealer's choice you go okay uh that's what i was gonna say to you uh let's start with the mvp uh i i'll go first and then you can go first on the lvp I'm gonna give my MVP to Gabriella. I just think she. I, I knew that that was coming. I, I yeah. feel like I. I the theme pretty obvious. I'm so I'm so uh, easy to read. It's so predictable. Classic me, but I love Gabriella. Like I love the fact that like they allowed her to have an accent uh, in the yeah. movie. Uh, she was she was just like awesome, and I I'm a big fan. Uh, shout out to Christina Vidal, uh, potentially a family member because my mom that's my mom's maiden name so i'm gonna be like maybe we're distant relatives there you go yeah uh but i doubt it but i loved her and uh she's still acting she's like in some cbs procedural i think i saw yeah i've seen her around she was like yeah. she was in a bunch of stuff right around then when the wind break came out yeah um for my mvp i i had i had christina vidal in there gabriella i knew that you would pick her so i didn't feel the pressure to choose her I really want to give it to Val. Val. I, I feel like he, there's a good case to be made for Val, but I feel like it would just be wrong to not give it to Andy Brink Brinker, um, yeah. the soul skater himself. He he does a lot of great stuff. In this. He has a great positive attitude. He's very he like plays this cliche skater guy. He's likable. You 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 like even when he's like ostensibly like the bad guy for a little bit of the movie you you understand his reasoning he's great he's really good at rebonding with his dad he's a good friend he's a good he's a good uh, enemy like he he's able to build the bridges with boomer even by the end of the media uh, the movie the other bad guys are like dude brink you're the best or etc cetera, etc cetera. so i'm i'm just gonna have to go with our titular character uh eric von deaton's brink as, our, as my mvp no i i support the decision uh, and then LVP. Let's have you start. Who's your LVP of the movie? Um, I am going to go. I'm going to go with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy is the 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 guy who runs Team X Blade. He is the okay. adult yeah. in the room. Um, he's a prick. Like he like he's an adult and he's dealing with sixteen year olds. He should know better. Like he shouldn't. He shouldn't like like he's like everything that's wrong with with like with managers and all that crap. I'm going to go with Jimmy. I had an honorable mention of Jordan because I feel like he's a kind of a nothing character. But I think Jimmy is more actively a problem in this movie. And he even gets that like villain line at the end where he's like, oh, now I like you, Brink, and blah, 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 blah. And like he's the worst. So yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's my LVP. Oh, I, that's a good one. I wasn't even thinking of Jimmy, but I really stand behind that decision. I was thinking similarly the lackeys because I, I, Val has a purpose in this movie. But it's two lackeys who don't ever stand up for anything, like until the end when he gets fired. It's like very similar, like oh now now we like you, Brink, and I'm just like nah, you two you two uh, white guys can like 
kick it. So a fun fact, one of the lackeys in in this movie is also Val's uh, or Sam Horan's co-lackey in Little Giants. Like <laughs> they're like they're both on the Cowboys together and they're both the lackeys. It is it's really funny and funny casting. But um yeah. yes, I think that that is a good cast. They don't that is a good call. They don't really add much and they're just kind of generically like jerk faces. Yeah. Yeah, for me I, like the only people that I consider were like them and then Jimmy. Like I feel like everyone else. Like I wasn't gonna give it to Boomer. Uh, he was almost an MVP for me actually. Uh, oh, were, Boomer's like, a, feel, an all star. I feel He's like great, Val, great even as the antagonist, was like had likable moments that like, and he was such an important piece of the plot that I didn't feel like it was. I feel like it's Val. I would be okay with Val. Like I said, Val was 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 by I would say the second MVP. The MVP runner yeah. up in my mind. Like he's sure. a great character, well developed character. Exactly, and I think uh, the LVP is like such a. Uh, a cop out to give it to the the villain of the movie like yeah. i always try to give it to like uh ancillary villain or like some other random like if the dad was more toxic i definitely would have given it to the dad he was in contention yeah. for a while well i think i, I like i said there's case to be made yeah. for jordan where like i feel yeah. like he's the comic relief and i feel like he could have had a little bit more comic relief i feel like yeah. we, we could have used a few more jokes from him like where like where is he he should need to step up a little bit more if we had seen jerry jerry definitely would have got my point though there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then how would you rate this movie out of five stars, both like when you first watch it as a youth and now as a, a current Robbie? Um, as a youth, it's a it's a five out of five stars yes. for me as as a child. I would have I would like I have a nephew who's about the age that I that I was when I watched this movie, and I would tell him to watch it. It's one of my favorite movies from childhood. Um, as an adult, uh, like I feel like giving it five stars is kind of crazy. Um, I'd probably say it's like three and a half stars, four stars, really. But like it holds up as like it like it's a like it logically makes sense the movie like there's you can nitpick it like we did but like ultimately like yeah. it's it's strong it's a it's a strong solid entertaining piece of uh, a movie and i think what really holds up about it is like some of uh, what really stood out to me this watch was like the progressive nature of it um really stood out to me on this watch um and I maybe I, I probably have to watch a little more disney channel but i'm guessing disney channel probably was like shadily super progressive um like in the 90s and like we didn't realize it i mean um, there's some stuff that doesn't hold up like but it's always yeah. like i feel like it's a lot of minor stuff more so than like major themes like it's like they tried it's like they yeah. were trying <laughs> like yeah, they're only no. as good as they could have been have so what seen... about you How... oh, sorry oh. go ahead uh, have you seen full court miracle i have seen full court okay miracle, that yes. one i was like surprised at how progressive that one was uh yeah yeah uh, there's like a i've seen them others. all come on yeah <laughs> yeah um uh... There's one where like a South African person, there's like oh, a South color African of white girl. I've yeah, heard that one does not hold up. I've heard that I haven't. I couldn't imagine it. that one because that one was like heavy, heavy-handedly. Like, I mean, they the, have like... they dropped the N word in that one. Oh really? That was like the race movie. That was yeah. like the like we're gonna tackle the store of like ra- racial issues for yeah. kids. Um, I remember there being so many behind the scenes about that movie. Like, <laughs> like I'd be watching Even Stevens and I'd be like, let's sit down and talk about race um, yeah. <laughs> during the commercials. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's where I would say four stars um, as adult Robbie, five stars for child Robbie. How about yeah. yourself? Where do you? I do you I give this like similarly like three point five. Maybe I could bump it up a little bit, but like it was good like i think it took a little bit like i love the prank war but in terms of like the the story of the movie i I think it dragged a little bit when he was just like trying to avoid being with his friends like i feel like they could have shaved a couple minutes off there yeah there there was like some filler but uh it was very fun uh especially for like a very like white bro movie but gabriella was an icon and 
I, I had a lot of fun watching this movie, and I definitely want to watch it again in a few years when the skating holds up in a way. Like I'm I'm a sucker even on like TikTok for like snowboard videos, like like extreme sports stuff. So like the skating is like good enough where it's like oh this is like fun to watch. So like when you get some of those montages, I'm enjoying that. So that's why I think it holds up a bit of as as adult. For sure, as yeah. Well. Oh, I love a good, like, like anything that is so physical and cool that I can't do, like, gymnastics, parkour, skating. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, something parkour. that, like, is popcorn TV <laughs> for me. Like, yeah. I love watching people do cool stunts. Um, yeah, for sure. But I don't, I don't have anything else to add about Brink, do you? No, I think we so, covered it all. <laughs> yeah, so, Robbie, where can people keep up with you outside of uh, your love of Brink? Um, after, besides my love of Brink, you can follow me on Twitter at Robbie underscore Freeman. I'm mostly just tweeting about Survivor and reality TV and dumb television stuff. And then also I have a podcast with my friend, Jesse. It's called Kickball Friends. We cover, uh, pop culture. Mostly we cover the most recent pop culture releases. So any move, any big movies or TV shows that are released in over the weekend, we usually are talking about them, um, on uh, Tuesdays. Uh, so yes. you can check me out there. It's a lot of fun, Kickball Friends. Uh, and I, I love it. Like, I first was made aware of Kickball Friends when Allie talked about it on NGLG. And it's yep. always fun to check in with your pop culture takes. Uh, speaking Appreciate of pop, pop, culture, pop culture takes, uh, do you have anything that you're watching, like you were watching today, that people need to watch? Um, this is the thing that I've been recommending, especially if someone's this deep into a podcast. Um, it's a podcast and it's called Dead Eyes, and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Um, it is by a um improv comedian slash actor called named Connor Connor Murphy, I think his name is. No, that's from Dear Evan Hansen. Um <laughs> uh Connor, I'm blanking on his last name, but whatever. The podcast is called Dead Eyes. It is a in-depth breakdown of him investigating why he was cut from a small role in band of brothers 20 years ago. Um, and he was told by, t by someone that it was because he had dead eyes. So it's investigative journalism on his end, figuring out why he was it's, it, it sounds so silly. It's an incredible podcast. There's about 30 episodes out there. I've binged all of them in the last month or so, and I can't recommend it enough, especially if you're a podcast listener. So check yeah. it out. So if you had the old Domina Kimmel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the zombie eyes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah. And then in terms of me, you can keep up with me on social media at what the fleep. Uh, and then the Brazilian dragon podcast is all at Brazil dragon pod. Uh, we had the Rugrats in Paris movie. We had Queens. We have Brink next week. I'll be talking with the great Will from America about Geek charming uh, movie. He has seen and loves, and I have never seen, but I feel like it's also a more recent film. So I'm excited. To what was the movie, sir? Geek charming. I have not heard of this movie. Yes. And uh, either next weekend or the weekend after, uh, we are going back to the Naomi movies to talk Max Keeble's big movie, myself and Naomi Calhoun. And we are, will be talking with Maddie G. Robbie, you got to come on a Naomi movies as well. Oh, I would love to. I mean, I loved me some Max Keeble's big move. I think, um, it, did you watch Shameless? I'm, I'm guessing. I have not seen Shameless, but I know so... a lot of people who love it. So the bad guy in, like, the bad guy in Max Keeble's big move is a main character on Shameless, and it is oh, wow. incredible. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like a delightful like crossover that like uh, my 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 poor little heart just loves so much. Um, I would love to come on and talk with you and Naomi. I think that could be like a five hour podcast if we got the three of us together. Honestly, um, it's, it's yeah. I'm excited for it. Uh, but uh, the man, uh, at some point, there's a possibility that I'll watch all the big like original Alex D. Lynn's movies. We already did Full Court Miracle. We're doing Max Keeble. Maybe Home Alone three someday. Who knows? Like, I mean, you got to watch uh, One Fine Day, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> and then in terms of pop culture plugs, uh, I see yeah, you do so many podcasts that you run out of my uh, my own pop culture plugs. I mean, Doctor Will was in an episode of the Book of Boba Fett. If anyone cares, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> have you watched this week's episode? I have not watched it. I okay. kind of honestly, I've not been enjoying the Book of Boba Fett, but I'm myself as well. Like it feels a little directionless. Not to, like I enjoy. I think episode four is my favorite so far. Um, but uh, Doctor Will had a little cameo. He's like one of the people in like a background scene, and oh, um, you love to see but, it. Yeah. Um, and then also just to mention the Dragon Babies podcast feed, uh, we have What You Doing, uh, recorded an episode of that with uh, Navi and Will earlier today. And uh, Jay and AJ are talking about Pretty Little Liars. Jay has seen it twice. AJ has never seen it. And it's chaotic. Um, and that's on the <laughs> Two Can't Keep a Secret feed. I can only well. imagine with the two of them podcasting yes. how chaotic that is. <laughs> yes. They talked a lot about Tony Hawk on a Pretty Little Liars podcast. So. Speaking like, of skaters. Well, we should have had them for, for on the Bring podcast. Exactly. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, do we have a hashtag? Like, did we say anything? Like, should we just do like chocolate? Uh, hashtag know, chocolate has, shake. Hashtag soul skater. I mean, that's what we got. Hashtag do. soul skater. Exactly. <laughs> hashtag yeah. soul skater. Um, until next time, though, uh, uh, I, in, I'm trying to think. Uh, what's, what's the thing? <laughs> do you like to talk or do you like to skate? Uh, <laughs> skate on, friends. We like to talk is what we yeah. like to do. <laughs> yeah. Until next time, keep skating, everyone. Bye. You got look before you leap. Well, yeah.